Vibe and Femme Zone. It's your place to be inspired and empowered. Bonnie Gale, Body Liberator, and Mia Signs, self-love teacher, take you on a journey to live your extraordinary lifestyle of Fab and Femme. Hello, hello, this is Mia, and welcome to Fab and Femme Zone. We love this space because this is a space where empowered women gather, discuss amazing topics that we all want to hear, and just feel so beautiful from the inside out. And that is actually our topic today, is beauty from the inside out. And I want to welcome my co-host, Bonnie Gale. Hi, Bonnie. How are you? I'm good, Mia. How are you this morning? I'm really fabulous. And and I know that our show is called Fab and Femme, but literally, I feel so fabulous today. So, Bonnie, every week we talk about or give a tip. What would you like to share with the audience? So this week I want to share a tip on patience (laughs) because (laughs) I've had to learn patience so crazy in such crazy ways for like the past several months. And I've been on this wild roller coaster ride as I watch and listen to uh, the twists and turns that a deal that I'm working on is negotiating through, and I've had to literally sit and breathe through it. So today I just want to say, you know, that things don't happen in our time. They happen when they're supposed to happen, and just you need to trust the process. So we need to build patience in order to be able to do that, to trust that process. So the more things that you can do to build your patience, the better you're going to be. That's awesome. I've been on this journey with you, watching you for like seven months, and this is fabulous. I'm glad you brought this up because this is really a space that can also empower women further because we don't think about being patient, surrendering, relaxing into it, and so that you brought that up is really wonderful, honey. I'm glad that you shared Thank that. Thank you. Yeah. And I know you and have a good me, tip for us, too. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So the reason I'm feeling so fab right now is because, well, I was in a car accident last week, and I, you know, my back got tweaked. And I want to share that there are beautiful, quick measures to healing oneself holistically. And for two days, I had severe pain in my back. And on the third day, why did it take me to the third day? Because it did. But on the third day, I did this light therapy treatment on my back on repeat over and over and over until, you know, I felt comfortable. And it was remarkable because what happened was the pain disappeared within four hours, literally, and it has not come back. So I actually started working out today. And so that's one reason why I feel sad. There's always ways in which to heal ourselves. It doesn't have to be traditional. And so this brings us into our guest today. And the beauty from the inside out, she's really remarkable. Her name is Lori Hart. And she does things holistically for women, both on the inside and the outside. So welcome, Lori, to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) That lights me up, has always lit me up. Because I always Uh, been beautiful from the outside 
Yeah. And that's what you talk about, because both Bonnie and I um, see you on a weekly basis for the work that you do, and it's so fabulous. Um, Lori is a very high, I would call her a high-end celebrity type um, esthetician. Well, she is. I mean, she's more than an esthetician. <laughs> she is. She's a, she's a genius and an artist with her work, and we're going to get into that. But one of the things that Bonnie and I wanted to have Lori on for is because Lori also, like us, talks about beauty from the inside and the outside coming together, and that's really what empowers us. Did you want to – we would like you to actually tell your story on how you got to where you are and then this genius of what's come out even in these later years that's so fabulous. Now? Ready? Yes. Well, I grew up with two really good-looking parents. And I was the ugly duckling, and then I had a sister who was perfect. And so here I am, sandwiched between three beautiful people. My father looked like Tom Jones. My mother looked like a movie star. My Hmm. sister had 38, 24, 36, gorgeous face, gorgeous hair, beautiful eyelashes, perfect teeth. And I had braces on till I was 22. I was short, fat, dumpy, buck teeth, and I felt <laughs> like the ugly duckling. No matter what I did, I, I and I didn't even know I had curly hair, to tell you the truth, till I was over 40, so I don't know if it just became that way or I just had bad haircuts. But I looked and felt, not only did I feel like a geek, but I felt invisible. Mm. And I was tortured. And I became this dancing dog. On top of that, my father called me his Filipino houseboy. So I was a servant. And it was a very tortured life for me. But I escaped because my mother was a makeup artist. And I watched the way women, when they would walk into a beauty parlor, they are beauty parlors back then, they would Mm -hmm. walk in completely slumped over with their head down, never making contact with anybody. And then the minute they had their hair and face done, all of a sudden, their posture changed, their eyes twinkled, they started smiling to others, they made more contact. It was an unbelievable thing that I witnessed. And I was really interested in transformation, probably starting at 10 years old, because it was Mm. the only thing that would help me mentally survive in in the craziness that I grew up with. And I was a portrait artist, and watching my mother transform beauties back then uh, really started me on the path of inner and outer beauty. Oh, my God, that is a beautiful thing. So basically it was out of your own pain that you really, and, and not only that, and what you witnessed, other women that were in pain and how they could actually transform just by feeling better about how they looked, right? Yes, yes. Now, fast forward years later, I ended up working my way doing makeup for Playboy magazine. So talk about a short little girl feeling insecure watching watching these beautiful bodies naked mm. of all things <laughs> and you have the lighting the playboy lighting is better than any lighting of any photographic studio i've ever witnessed so yes some of it's enhanced by the lighting 
And I was even more horrified because these girls were perfect. Well, they were enhanced perfect by me and lighting and the photographer mm-hmm. helped, certainly. Mm-hmm. But here I am feeling very insecure and I was talking to one of the makeup artists and she talked me into liposuction and I thought, oh, wow, light bulb goes on, I'll go to sleep fat. And I wasn't really very fat, ladies. This is, you know, this is how we see ourselves. I wasn't really very fat. That's the scary part. So can you tell us, like, where you were at? Like, were you 20 pounds overweight? Were you 10 pounds overweight? Because, uh, because the way we see ourselves is totally pounds. different. Yeah, twenty. But so interesting, you know. At sixty-five years old, and you're one hundred and twenty pounds, you're considered good. But when you're eighteen years old, one hundred and twenty pounds, you're considered fat. Now I'm but probably that's, that's, shorter now than I was. But right. it's kind of sad. It's all about perception. So that being said, you know, perception is everything. How we see ourselves and how we feel about ourselves really changes how we carry ourselves. And I say, when you walk past a mirror, and I don't care how evolved you are, and you see yourself in bad lighting, you think you look badly, you all of a sudden, that posture from standing tall starts to shrink little by little. Or you start saying those little things to yourself that you would never say to another human being, but why we choose to abuse ourselves on a cellular level is still something that marvels in my brain that we treat ourselves less importantly than how we treat others. That's a whole other conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that also, is, when, you were yeah. say, when you were saying about your, your weight, you know, um, you are small. You're 4'8", is that correct? That's <laughs> that bad. I say before menopause, I was 4'11". <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, my mom... Basically, you're under that, five feet. So I'm I under... Yeah. But my sister, my baby sister, has shrunk two inches, so I figured that that would put me at like four, ten, or nine. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't get near. You're lovely. You're uh, lovely no matter what. Tiny but mighty. So, so part of it was a body dysmorphia thing that that women have. They think that they're uh, bigger and uh, deformed than they truly are, and that's why work that you do, that we do, like. The body work, taking photographs of yourself and looking at them, you realize, you know, when you're in your best form, when you put your makeup on and when you stand taller and have your hair done and you have your photographs, it's amazing because you realize, this is part of the work that I do with people, is you realize that you don't look like you thought you looked like. And so it's important to keep those photographs around too and keep us empowered to know when that, that dysmorphic belief comes in that it's not really a part of us. And that's also why we do the inner love work and body work and all that. So um, is, there's more to your story, I know. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I had liposuction thinking that I would wake up thin and beautiful only to find out that I was now cut and deformed And I put my hands to my face, still kind of groggy, and breathed a sigh of relief and said, oh, my God, thank God I didn't touch my face. Because when you're in that kind of state, you don't know what you did. At that point, I had a realization that a woman would do absolutely anything if she doesn't feel good in her body. 
And I said, I've got to change the way women see themselves, including me. I'm going to learn every safe, healthy, non-invasive way to reverse and prevent. You can't look. We don't want to prevent aging because the alternative is death. But (laughs) That's true. You know, so we don't want to prevent. And who made aging bad anyway? I personally am the most happy I am with myself at this age, even though I'm older, because I'm more than what I look like on the outside. But I also have to tell you, I like what I look like more on the outside now. I fixed my teeth. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with doing anything to make yourself feel the best you can, as long as you are mindful about doing it in a safe and healthy way. Bonnie and I were talking about a client that she ran into at the swap meet last week. And it was somebody that I knew from about 40 years ago, and this girl was a knockout. She unfortunately went to some guy, and he put silicone in her lips. And now her lips have grown to be bigger than half her face. Well, she's still alive, and silicone, it's very hard to cut out. And now they're starting to ooze, and there's nothing that she can do about that. So people are doing things that are unhealthy. Another friend of Bonnie's had, she didn't like her neck, had a neck injection that somehow, it's dangerous, helped her lose a lot of her hair. So you don't really know the long-term reactions on some of the purported safe, healthy things that doctors promote. And let's face it, we give a lot of credibilities to doctors, and we should. They've done a lot of studying. But I hate to tell you, they're human too, and they don't know. I ran into a woman this weekend who had all therapy and radio frequency. It burned her. Now she's scarred. Both procedures are purported to be healthy by the medical profession, and both procedures will burn your face. Well, let me tell you, I've had experiences with this, and so, yes, I totally believe you. Um, Eleven years ago, actually, I had some filler that was put in my lips, and it was like a permanent filler, and it ended up kind of moving up my lip to where I had a scar, so I had this lump above my lip, that you actually fixed recently for me, Lori, that I've literally had for 11 years sitting on my face because of, you know, something that was supposed to be safe, that was supposed to be good, that malfunctioned. And I've also had the same thing done because I have a gash in my actual cheekbone. So, yes, I totally understand. You can do – there's so many things that you could do that could go wrong. I mean, I know people that have Botox injections, and I know that – you know, Botox doesn't last forever, but even if for three or six months a doctor injects those things incorrectly, you could end up looking like a zombie for that three to six months while that Botox is sitting in your system. You know, and if you do, if you have surgical things, I mean, look, I had some, I had surgery that was um, on my eyelids that was done by laser that left a ton of scar tissue on several occasions, on two occasions, not several, but on two occasions by the same doctor back to back. I didn't know that it was leaving scar tissue. I mean, it is really, really important 
that you really, really do learn to love yourself from the inside out. And the reason that I'm saying this is because if you love yourself, that does not mean that you don't want to make physical changes. That means that you're starting from a good place emotionally, and then when you go to make those physical changes, that hopefully you choose something that is a much more healthy way of doing it than just doing things and trusting situations that can be very, very toxic. I totally agree. Plus, you know, I was talking to a client who wanted to do something with her neck. She's been talking about it for years. It's a broken record. And now she's thinking about going to do some threads. I don't know. You're starting to put foreign things in your body. What's going to happen? Your body encapsulates around certain foreign things, and you could have all kinds of problems. Look, I'm not a hypocrite. I did the Botox thing. I did the permanent fillers. If you really look closely above my eyebrows, you'll see ridges. Thank God for bangs. But there are things that you can do that are safe that will make you feel beautiful. Some you have to do more than once, and some things you can do now, some things you can do once or twice, and that's it. And you can get the results of a facelift without hurting yourself. All we're saying here is we want you to love yourself from the inside out and the outside in, but do it in a way that doesn't hurt you. Look, I'm reminded every day... You know, it was a good thing for me. I now have gastroparesis as a result of that liposuction. Not only was I left deformed physically, I still am numb 45 years later. Wow. And every day I'm reminded that I can't digest food because of that mistake. Every time you eat. Every single time. (laughs) Everything I eat. And everything I go to think, can I have this? And every day I go to a doctor and I get more things that I can't eat. It's like ridiculous. And, And they're all contradictory. However, it was a gift for me because I could have never helped people the way I only helped them with makeup. And believe me, if you think I'm good at skin, my makeup is my God work. However... Yeah, you're you're amazing with skin. So I want to talk about like the top three things that people can do that are non-invasive that really make a huge difference. You know, and it's not something that you have to spend, let's say, ten or fifteen or twenty thousand dollars on. You know what I mean? Like it's something that you could do for like let's say a few thousand bucks that ma- that will really make a massive difference in how you look and feel. Before Lori gets started, can I just say something? Because I think that this is fabulous what Bonnie's asking. Because someone like me who has never had injections, this fascinates me. So that's why I'm kind of being quiet because I I know this stuff. I've heard it a million times with these two talking. But it's really important to understand that no matter where you are, ladies, injections, non-injections, you can do this non-invasive stuff. To not only fix your um, injection, I've seen this happen through Lori's hands, watching Bonnie and other people. And also, it allows us to feel like someone who's never had it like me. It allows me to feel like, wow, I am so fortunate to know that there's other ways. That's what I love about, first about Bonnie, knowing her all these years, was she taught me there's other ways. And then meeting Lori, there's other ways. So listen up and enjoy. This is so cool. 
<laughs> so what do you well, want to talk about first? Lori, I think let's, I really want to talk, let's talk about um, the muscle, you know, the muscle atrophy in the face first and yeah. what you can do about that because I think that especially if you, okay, so I want to say something here. I don't know if I could say this on air, but as you get, as we age, we have to, they always say, the saying goes, you have to choose between your ass and your face. And the I've reason for that, that and what that actually means is, like, if, you're, if you want to have a face that really doesn't have wrinkles and you don't have hanging skin, then you're going to have to carry some extra weight on you. And basically, that's what we're talking about is that your butt's going to be a little bit bigger because you're going to be carrying a little extra weight, but you have to choose between carrying a little extra weight or looking youthful. So let's talk about how to look youthful the without well, having to carry excess weight. For you we to say. You. <laughs> yes, so I say everything in beauty starts with, just like going to the gym, you have to keep the muscles tight. Skin is attached to the muscles on your face. To me, the most important thing as far as, well, first of all, the most important thing is make sure you clean your skin. You don't realize that your skin picks up so much debris on the outside. So most people spend the least amount of time washing their face. That's what I spend the most amount of time is washing my face because you want to make sure that you're spending money on skin care that it's getting in. And I say that skin care, um, if you're not using the right skin care, it can cause problems with your endocrine system as well as your hormones. So you want to make sure you're using doesn't have to be the most expensive, but you want, and doesn't have to be organic either. You just have to have safe, healthy, active ingredients that work. That being said, the most important thing to take care of your skin is keeping the muscles tight. Now, I can tighten your muscles, or there are devices that you can buy, some of which I have, uh, or I can recommend to do it at home. The problem is people tend to buy machines to do things at home, and they don't. So I want to keep it really simple. But skin is attached to muscles, so you want to tighten the muscles on your body. Same goes for your face. I say my face feels like a trampoline. Body, not so much. But my face feels like you could drop um, a penny off of it, and it'll bounce off. So... I've been doing microcurrent for over 45 years, and I really believe that that's the secret to why I look so young. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about microcurrent as the user, as the as your client, because I, you know, you've been doing microcurrent on me for months, right? I would right. say. Mm-hmm. And literally, it really took about 10 years off my face in, I would say, 10 treatments, microcurrent. So, We've never done that thing on you, so I've done a lot more. But, yes, all my treatments start with microcurrent. And the thing, and what I've noticed is that the muscles got tighter in my face. You know, that didn't, now that didn't take care of some of the skin issues, but it took care of the muscular part. Right. So if we would have started years ago, it would have. But if you're starting late, you have to wear, and that's okay. There's great things. I do skin tightening treatments now as well. So the muscles and the skin are connected, but if you've let it go too long and you're starting to look like, you know, a little puppy dog, you know, or you're getting jowls, you get mm-hmm. the muscle tight, and then we tighten the skin. Exactly. Exactly. Oh God, and that's exactly what you did with me. 
It's the most exciting time in skincare right now, better than any time ever in, in my whole life. It's the most exciting time. Is that because of the technology of what's out there now compared to the past? New safe technology that's available to non-medical people. Because what's happening in the medical profession, and I hate to put down anybody, but most people are educated incorrectly. Most people are doing to access beautiful skin is to sand, thin, to peel, to use bowls, to use acids, to basically, if you remember, if you were ever younger and got a bad sunburn and your face peeled off and you had beautiful, raw, pink, smooth, perfect skin with no pores, what do you think they're doing? They're burning your face off. You could call it. Oh, gentle peeling, even gentle peeling. You're burning your face off little by little. It's a slower death, but you're thinning your skin. If you look at old people, their skin is white, translucent, and veiny from all the sanding, peeling, and thinning. And don't even talk about the sun. Okay, so what's important here is, and this is a huge, huge tip, and this tip is do not do things that literally peel or lessen the skin on your face. What you want to do is you actually want to build up the collagen and build things up from the inside out and just naturally slough off the skin in your daily cleaning. Is that correct? Right. The skin that's ready to come off needs to come off. We're not talking about the glue-like substance. And there are some safe products and safe techniques. But let's talk about something that's not so safe. And I will come up against any esthetician or doctor that's doing this because this is something I really have a strong disbelief. Microdermabrasion, okay? Mm. Everybody's doing it. They think that sanding with microdermabrasion, yes, it gives you a glow, but how are they doing it? With aluminum oxide crystals, hmm. Aluminum's a precursor to Alzheimer's. Hmm. Oh, my God. Is toxic. It's also scraping and scratching the surface of your skin. So if you did have smooth skin, you won't. How else are they doing it? They're doing it with diamonds. Yes, so diamonds. Girls are diamonds are a girl's best friend. However, also could be scratching. And most people are more is better girls, aren't we? So we go stronger. So think of a chicken and the little yellow membrane. Well, that's our skin with the connective tissue. When you're using microdermabrasion and suction, you're suctioning your skin off its connective tissue, and you're pulling the skin off of the foundation that keeps it tight. So oh we are God. literally prematurely aging our face. Can you tell this is a subject I'm passionate about? <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. Microdermabrasion. I probably have about five different ones trying to find the right one and finally said, nope, not for me. Many, many, okay. many dollars I threw away. No microdermabrasion. We are not into microdermabrasion. And I do want to bring up another tip that you gave me because you did top, talk about makeup and cleaning your face, and I think that this is yep. super important. And that is every day that you go to sleep with your makeup on, you age your face 13 days, is it? Days. 13 days. Wow. That's a biggie. I never, ever knew that ever before. I never heard that before. That is an incredible thing. So wash your face at night when you put on makeup, no matter what. Wash your face twice because you want to get the makeup off, and then you want to wash your face. Mm. 
Okay, so you really, and so, and also if you're using those cleansing brushes, while that brush is wet and drying, it's picking up all kinds of bacteria. So then you're washing your face with a bacteria-ridden brush. You could be giving yourself dust mites on your face while you're washing it. It's kind of scary. Or how do you suggest washing your face? Because that, so this I is a have good a thing couple, to know. These are some basic things. So I like a good cleanser. It has to have no sodium lauryl sulfate or any sulfate. See, that's the sudsing agent that has been proven to cause blindness. It's, it's in most soaps. No soap. You want a gentle cleanser. Okay? You want to wash your face twice. If, you use a, if you're gentle and you use your hands, use your fingers. But the way I see certain women rub their face with their fingers around their eyes, I say no. Use a very soft microfiber sponge or washcloth and be gentle. You don't realize you're aging your own face just by the way you're pulling your eyes. Wow. That's incredible. So I also have some devices that use ultrasound that will penetrate your products, clean your skin on a cellular level, and make your products work and also help you lift. I love those. Mm-hmm. And because, because they use ultrasound and there's no brush, there's no bacteria. Bonnie, do you want to talk about a couple of the devices you have that you love? Yes. So one of the devices that I have, and I don't know what it's called, Lori, so you're going to tell me, is something where I put two things in it. First, I put in this uh, water that is antimicrobial, and it actually gets rid of staph, MRSA, all kinds of other junk that's on your face. And so what I do is I put it in this machine, and then I spray the spray this, you know, the liquid on my face after it goes through the machine's process on my face and neck every morning, and I do it every night. So that basically I'm cleaning all the bacteria off my face. And then there's another solution that you add this packet of vitamin C to. So it's basically you're infusing vitamin C onto your face. And so then I go through the whole spray ritual with the vitamin C. So basically before I'm putting anything on my face, like any moisturizer or anything that I use, you know, like now I use actually makeup that I got from, Lori, that's made of crushed gemstones and minerals. So, but before I put that stuff on my face, first I do first I wash my face, then I spray these things on my face, and then let them dry, and then I actually put my makeup on. And so I what, love it. My face has become so hydrated; it's unbelievable the difference between the appearance of my skin today and like three or four months ago before I had these devices. So what that device actually is doing is it's electrically charging and separating the negative ions from the positive ions. So what I said before, skin care topically gets in deep enough to mess with our, with our neurotransmitters and our endocrine system, but they don't get deep enough to get the actives to work. So what, by using the, these solutions in this device, it's electrically charging the solution so the solution gets down to the dermis. So the whole point is to get your products down to where the damage is. You think the damage is on the surface. No, that's just what we see. The damage from all the old bad rituals and sun, and I have to tell you, listen, I was a baby oil and iodine and reflector girl. 
Sun. <laughs> Me too. Okay, so if you look at, if you go on the internet and you pull up truck drivers' faces affected by the sun, and you'll see a picture one on the left side of his face versus the right side. He looks like a broken down suitcase on the left and a young man on the right. So 98% of aging is from the sun. I hate to tell you, but it's true. Wow. That's fabulous. You know, when I was 18, my high school boyfriend's mother said, I stopped going into the sun years ago because it'll destroy your skin. Now, we're talking about a long time ago. So guess what Mia did? She stopped going in the sun. <laughs> Maybe that's why I look Maybe. like a baby still. That's why you look like a baby. <laughs> it's a fabulous tip. I also want to say that what Lori has done for we need 20 minutes of sun. So, we, you know, it's so weird. We need 20 minutes of sun a day, not only on our skin, but we need our eyes to see 20 minutes of sun a day without sunglasses for vitamin D. So ask me why we're all so confused. But right. you want to do it when the sun's not at its height level. And you think that you're not getting sun when it's, when it's overcast. You are, maybe more so. Right, right. Um, one of the things that I wanted to share that you've done for me, because I do have this baby face and I've got great skin and all that stuff, is you've really lifted by the tools that you use. My face is lifted. My eyes are open. I can actually see my bottom eyelids for the first time in a couple years. Woohoo! We're just waiting. We're just getting started, baby. So and started. Um, wait, you have not. You yeah. Have, better now at 65 than I did when I was 30 and I have pictures to show it and not only do I look good because I feel I, you know the thing is I wasn't really present when I was 30 I felt like a geek I felt ugly I felt never enough I was never popular you know the guys that I liked didn't, you know we all have that story the guys that we liked didn't like us and we all made it mean something and about the way it's because we weren't popular we weren't pretty or we weren't thin or we weren't whatever you know all the stories that we tell ourselves and so you think you're carrying it, you're carrying the inside on the outside. So even though I was a cute girl, I didn't feel like a cute girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I didn't feel I didn't feel like a cute girl either. I mean, I can tell you that if I look at my images today, or I look at myself in the mirror today, and I look at myself when I was 32 years old, okay, and I'm 54 right now, I look way better today after seeing you for four months than I looked at the age of 32. And I'm not joking and I'm not being sarcastic. I did not have good skin. You know, I aged prematurely. Um, I was not good to myself when I was young. I had bulimia for many years, and I'm sure that that took a huge toll on my face. So I can honestly say that I look way better today at the age of 54 than I looked at 32. You know, so you can change things. That's what this means. And you really, you can. really can. Yes, you can change things. And now with the new procedure, oh my God, for the first time, we can, we can really reduce wrinkles and really lift your face and give you surgical results that are safe, that are not, that are not dangerous. Oh my God, it's the most so exciting I'm time. super excited to talk about this. This is called plasma fibroblast. That, yes. What Lori's talking about, and she's going to share more about what it is. 
But I will tell you that I just had this done I, two and a half weeks ago, and I have before and after pictures, and I look like a different person. I look like a much more youthful version of myself. So it's not like I don't look like Bonnie. I just look like a much more youthful version of Bonnie. Well, what you just said is probably the most important thing. We want to just be, we're not trying to make you, you know, when someone said to me on one of the Facebook posts, look at Cher, she doesn't look like herself. Well, you know, with, with you know, soft focus and Photoshop and wigs, we can do all kinds of things to change our appearance. She also has the ability to pull her hair, pull her face and behind the wig. But she's done a lot of the things that we're talking about that are not safe. And lucky for her, she hasn't had an issue that we know of. But there are people that have done these procedures, and they, it hasn't gone well for them. But what we are talking about is really being our best, looking like the best version of ourselves, not different. Sure, if you want me to make your lips a little bigger, I can make them a little bigger, but you won't look like somebody punched you in the face. You right. want to look pretty you want to feel beautiful you want to project confidence and and well not only that you want people to think that you look natural this is like a big thing for me it's like you know when i see people that look like they had surgery on their face and they look pulled or they look cruel because like their eyebrow is now like in this like vicious looking shape that like literally looks like they're mean you know when I see that I feel so badly for people because I realize that basically they were sold a bill of goods that they weren't expecting and you know when and then when they walk around like that they never ever feel good about themselves and here they spent so much money trying to look better I mean you know what I love about what you do Lori is that you really kind of take things to a different level. You find out who the person is, what their needs are, what they want, what, is, what are their pain points, and then you basically go after and really kind of make those pain points. You soften them up so that they look incredible, and people don't even have the pain points anymore when they are working with you on a regular basis, and I love that. That's why I do what I do. You think it's just because I love doing these treatments. No, I love the transformation I bring upon people's lives. And if I can elevate each person, one person at a time, to elevate the planet by making each person feel better, oh, my God, you have no idea how much it fills me up. I, wa I watch mm -hmm. people suffer and the things they stay, the way they pull themselves apart. I mean, again, who made aging bad? I would never want to go back to being younger. Younger. I agree with that. That younger. Oh, my God, that was a horrifying time for me. I'm so much more grounded and self-confident, even with my mm. flaws, you know, even with the scars I have from the surgery, even with the imperfections. If you do the inner work, which is why the inner work is so important, yes, you still want to look your best. Yes, I still want to be my best. But from the inside... I want to know that I am my best, and I'm not just about what I look like. It's who am I really? How am I touching people's lives? How am I touching people's heart? What kind of a difference am I making on this planet? And you take the onus 
off of just you into we. Right. And that's right. so important. Well, and the way that you're affecting people is so beautiful because here's, here's some statistics that are real. 98% of women hate at least one thing about themselves. 80 to 90% of women don't like the way they look. That is a huge number, and we're not talking about an age. We're talking about a universal statistic. That is scary, and it doesn't matter what country you're in. But I will say that, you know, when you live in places where beauty is much more focused on, like I'm going to give you an example. I live in Los Angeles, California. That's the capital. You know, Hollywood is like all over the place. It's TV. It's movie land. And what happens is, People are very focused on how they appear, and, and how they appear is, you know, something that is looked at on a very regular basis and scrutinized, especially compared to some areas of the country where you can, you know, like if you live in the Midwest, you know what I mean, and people are, like, not taking care of themselves. You're not comparing, because what happens is when you go outside and you start comparing yourself to what else is going on, the other people that are around you, that's when you get into big trouble, especially when you live in some place like L.A. or New York because, oh you know, you're, you're looking at the prettiest people and you're trying to keep up with them. And it's really not about that. It really is about being your best self for you. Mm-hmm. That's what's so important is to be, like Bonnie always talks about as a body lover, to be your best advocate. It literally is about what changes who you are structurally on the cellular and everything else level about you. This work called the interpersonal work or self-love or whatever form you self-growth, whatever you want to call it, this stuff not only makes it valuable to who you are as a person, how you feel about yourself, but it's the energy that you project to the world as well. You know, there's women who, you know, if we were to judge in that negative tone, may not be the most glamorous, glorious women, but they've done work, and boy, do they seem like they're the most glamorous and glorious women. Why? Because their inner beauty is what shines out. I believe everyone is beautiful. And saying that, they're not as beautiful if they haven't done their inner work because they're not glowing with that beauty. Well, and the words that come out of their mouth are not are not coming from that type of place either. You know, like exactly. they're not heartfelt. Like they, you know, like when you talk to somebody who's done personal development work on themselves, you feel a more sense of heartwarming conversation with that type of person. There's depth. Yeah. Look, beautiful. Let's let's look at it this way. We've all dated, right? We've met this gorgeous guy, and he's all about him. After a while, he's not so gorgeous. And then you meet a guy who's got who's okay looking, but he's got charisma, and he's interested in you, and and he's interested in life, and he's fascinating. All of a sudden, he becomes more good looking, right? That being mm-hmm. said, you see the most gorgeous woman you've ever seen, and she's such a narcissist. At some point, you go. Oh my God, that person is so self-involved. They're not so pretty. Right. And then somebody who's better looking and just, you know, open to life and, and engaging, they become more beautiful. 
But it's those who make the decision that outer appearance is the be-all, end-all, and it's just the frosting on the cake. Uh-huh. Those yeah. are the people we're talking about. Right. And a lot of it always goes back to the way we're raised, our belief system. So that's part of the self-growth work that, that changes. I remember my mom was a makeup, uh, owned a makeup company, and she, my sister was a model, and they were very glam, and I was the opposite. You know, I was the ugly duckling, literally. My mom had the ugly duckling on our bathroom wall, and I'm like, is that me, the little black wedding? She's like, yes, one day you'll grow up to be a beautiful swan. So I was like waiting for that one day for a long time. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, is that it's our belief system of what we're told. You know, it took me until year 45 when I changed my life entirely. Many have heard my story, but it's about changing that life to being um, glamorous and evolved, or we become glamorous, but it's about that interpersonal work where we're through with the stories, through with the trauma, through with the tragedy, through with the belief system, and we recreate that. And recently, I just want to say really quick, because this is so interesting, and I share this with my ladies that I, I mentor and coach, Recently, I was um, in the back of a restaurant in the alley um, with a couple of people, and someone who was not mentally balanced walked by and said something derogatory. And I looked around, you know, he's chattering, blah, 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 and cursing, and then all of a sudden says something like, out of the blue. And I'm looking around like, what, what and who is he talking about? And I realized that one of the people he was talking about was me and another chef. And I felt so confused at what he said not important what he said, but that he said it. Nobody's ever talked to me like that in like, I don't know how long, probably since I changed my life. And I was confused. And I was like, but I'm so, be- I'm not I'm so beautiful, but I'm beautiful is what came out of my mouth to me. And it wasn't anything phony. It's that, that deep work that we do, we feel confident because we feel beautiful. And I think that that's the basis for this whole thing is about doing the inside work out and still doing the outside work in, um, it's just fabulous. It's so important. Absolutely. I mean, have you ever noticed there are certain women that are like, you would think, oh, my God, she's got the best guy. Like, how did she get him? Because she feels confident. You have to love. You have to love yourself or at least be in the process. Well, do you know how many women, this sounds catty, but we have this experience with women. I've probably had five women, not recently, but, you know, about uh, nine to, uh, you know, four years ago, would say to me, how do you get these gorgeous guys? And you know what I would say back? Because I'm gorgeous. Because that's how I feel. I feel equivalent to them. And so, of course, we're going to attract life, Right. And, and one, that that's a horrible thing for another, for one woman to say to another woman. But I didn't fight. I didn't get angry. I, I wasn't even hurt. What came off of my mouth was because I'm gorgeous. And that's simply because I like myself that much, you know. And it's not the ego stuff that we were talking about. It's not the narcissist. It's the interpersonal work that's been done to heal all the wounds that keep us trapped in that little child's voice, you know, that victimhood. When that's gone, we rise and we shine, and we support each other, and we love each other. It is a sisterhood, and that's why you're on Bab and Femme Zone, <laughs> Lori, because you're fabulous. 
You know, and it's taken me a lifetime to feel this way, you know. I joke around and people think I'm saying bad things about myself and it's just my way of being funny and, and, and it doesn't hurt me anymore. But, you know, like sometimes I'll go someplace and I, the sad part after having liposuction is because I have paralysis of the stomach muscles, I still have a stomach. So I'll say things like, I'm two arms, two legs on a stomach. You know, I'm not beautiful. making that's, myself, that's I'm just coping in a, in, a, in a light way just so I, I don't take it so, you know, we can't take ourselves that seriously. That's partly most of the problem. We take ourselves so seriously. You know what? It isn't that serious. It's our physical body. Take care of it. Be good to it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Try, you know, I used to laugh when people would say to me, it's your temple. <laughs> your body is your temple? Yeah, well, that's true. Is but most body. people don't treat it like that. That's right. So what I'm saying, we abuse it. We don't get enough sleep. We don't eat right. We don't take care of ourselves. And if we don't take care of ourselves, yet we want other people to take care of us. I don't know. We're sending out mixed messages. Mm-hmm. Well, I think exactly. that most people, the truth is, Lori, I think that most people really didn't learn, like, how to take care of ourselves. Like, I know that this is something that I have grown into over years and years and years. It's not something that anybody taught me. My mom, you know, never took care of her skin. She never had a facial in her entire life. She never had a manicure, pedicure. She didn't do injections. She didn't do things for anti-aging. It was not her thing. So I didn't grow up learning that kind of stuff. And I really didn't have women around me who were doing that kind of thing that, you know, that that were mentoring me or taking me through this stuff. So... This is something that I had to learn along the way. And, you know, and all the things that I learned took time. So, of course, the first things that I did were a lot more drastic. I mean, I started, I had my first surgery when I was 32 years old that was literally for aesthetics, which was an upper and lower eye lift. Um, My lids were hanging on my eyes at 32, and I had a lump beneath my eyes with wrinkles in it. So... You know, I think that today there are so many more things available that weren't really available then so that you can do things in an alternative way that are non-invasive where you're not putting yourself in danger. And hopefully if you are using certified people to do these things instead of just using anybody, making sure that you don't have negative side effects on the back end of doing these treatments. Okay, so I went to the top guy at a major hospital. Things happen even with top educated people. That's the whole point of doing invasive things. There are risks. They Mm -hmm. make light of them, but there are risks. And that's what we're talking about. Not to mention... All aging starts with inflammation. And if you're putting yourself under and going through surgery and having anesthesia, that is putting wear and tear on your body and your organs. Uh, that's, that's very true. And not only that, you know, when every time that you go under anesthesia, that's, you risk dying. I mean, that's the truth. People you die do. on the table in modern times. Healthy people still die on the operating table. Right. So another tip that I'd like to give is don't do extreme things. Literally, you know, take your time, do the research, 
ask around, find alternative ways that are not so harmful, that don't have to put you in danger every time, you know, you want to do something. And I think that, you know, that's super uber important, especially when you're working with your face. Your face is something that everybody's going to see for the rest of your life. You can't hide it. And you have to look in the mirror and see yourself. Why not see your best self? And I'm available for questions. I mean, it was so funny. Bonnie and I were have, at a party on the other night, and this woman was asked, she was pulling back and asked me questions about some of the remote devices out there. And I have them all. I know them all. I know it's safe. I know it's good. I know it's not good. So I'm available for questions. You don't have to be my client. I love to help people. Well, not only that, I mean, it's, it's fabulous that you could even answer. Like, you were able to talk to her about every single thing she brought up. It was, like, amazing. It was, like, and there was no hesitation. It was, like, boom, boom, boom. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Let's go into it. And, like, literally, you know, she was grateful because she had a full education as we were having dinner that night. And that's really amazing. I mean, you really gave her some tips to start you know, looking and feeling better about herself. And then she has, this was the best part. She goes, I can't believe you're telling me this. My sister's a nurse. She's been telling me the same stuff for 20 years, and I didn't listen to her because I didn't think she knew. (laughs) (laughs) It's really common sense. Really common sense. We want to build up things. We don't want to destroy them. So when you think about Okay, glycolic acid. Well, let's see. Sugar is inflammatory, but we're putting sugar on our skin. What we put on our skin gets in our body. I don't know. When I was on the HCG diet doing those injections, they said no, nothing with lanolin. Animal, uh, lanolin's an animal fat. It'll help you gain weight. So think about what are we putting on our body. Is it helping us or is it hurting us? If it's thinning our skin, it's not doing great things. Well, and the other thing is don't put anything that has soy in it on your body either. Because soy, the origination with soy is that it was used to fatten up pigs quickly. It's very difficult for a Jewish girl to give up soy, but I'm doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Every Sunday night in New York, we went for Chinese food, but... You know, oh, well. Ladies, well, you can eat Chinese food. You just don't need to eat the soy. I know. I'm only kidding. But Ladies, Chinese food is, I mean, so many people think edamame and tofu are healthy. Lori and Bonnie, we are out of time. So, uh, Lori, would you like to say one last thing before we exit our show? Love yourself. Be generous and kind to yourself. Think of yourself in a loving way. And what you don't know, find the right people to help you. And I'm here. Beautiful. Thank you. And thank you, thank you, Lori, for being on and, and Bonnie. And thank you all for joining us for the Femme and Fab Zone. We'll see you next week. Bye.